Hello and welcome into the Birds and Braves podcast. I'm Luke Winstall. Thank you all for tuning in. This summer, I've been an intern at CNN Sports. The biggest thing that I've been able to learn and work on in my internship is my interviewing skills. I've worked with anchors and different people around the company. And one thing they taught me is that when I want to host a show or anything where I bring somebody in, I want to have a goal. So my goal for this show was to bring in an expert that knows the Atlanta Hawks better than anybody else, someone that covers the team on a daily basis, and I think I found one. I don't think I could have found a better one either. I brought in Bob Rathman, the voice of the Atlanta Hawks on TV, the play-by-play commentator alongside Dominique Wilkins, and obviously those that watch the Atlanta Hawks know that they put on a great show. Dominique and Bob are just a legendary duo. For me as an aspiring play-by-play commentator, Bob is one of my role models, and it was an absolute dream come true getting to not just talk to him, but interview him on my show. With Bob, we talked about the draft hall. That was my main point, but something interesting happened. I emailed him right after the draft, tried to schedule a show for three or four days after the draft, but I found out something about the NBA and the league rules that some people I've seen and have talked to have been criticizing this year. That rule is that nothing is official until July 6th. So Bob emailed me back and he said, well, I can only come on your show and talk about Cam Reddish because the trades don't go through. DeAndre Hunter, Bruno Fernando, and all the other trades that the Hawks made don't go through until July 6th. He's not allowed to talk about it. And I said, well, I love to talk about Cam, but I don't know if I can host an Atlanta Hawks draft recap without mentioning DeAndre Hunter and going into detail about him. So we rescheduled the show. We went for July 9th. I'm releasing this show on the 13th after doing some editing to it. And that was something interesting. And I think that's something people have been talking about. I didn't want to ask Bob about that on the show. I didn't want to put him on the spot. I didn't want to put him in a hard place. But me personally, I'm not a huge proponent of the rule where DeAndre Hunter gets drafted number four overall, puts on a Lakers hat, and it's just kind of awkward because he's never even going to go to their facility. I mean, he's not going to play there. He's not going to play in their summer league. He waits for the trade to go through, and then he joins the Hawks. Then he can begin his NBA career. Then he can negotiate his contract and anything of that nature. I don't want to say it ruins the moment, but it's a weird spot where the Hawks are kind of drafting him, but he puts on a Lakers hat, and it's it's just weird. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. So that's why this show cannot be put out immediately after the draft to get that immediate reaction. But what we did do, since we couldn't bring it to you quickly, we tried to go really in-depth, try to talk about DeAndre Hunter. I had about three questions on Hunter, really trying to break down what he means to Atlanta, especially considering the price they paid to get him. We talked about him, we talked about Cam Reddish, and also a few other things like Coach Pierce, the State Farm Experience, among a few other topics. So I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Birds and Braves podcast. Here's Bob Rathbun, TV voice of the Atlanta Hawks. Mr. Rathbun, thank you for joining me on the Birds and Braves podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I love what I've seen in the offseason thus far in the NBA. We had 
of course, LeBron in the finals for eight years straight, the Warriors in the finals for five years straight. But now with the offseason, with all the trades and free agency, the league's had a big shakeup. There seems to be a lot of parity, not really a very clear favorite. But I have loved what I've seen this offseason. What have you thought of it? Well, it's been pretty crazy. I mean, you think back just three weeks ago, uh, we were watching the Toronto Raptors win the NBA championship. And just think of all the things that have happened since then. Uh, player movement, uh, unprecedented uh, trading of draft picks in the first round, uh, and really throughout the draft. So it's been pretty crazy offseason for the NBA. They own the offseason. There is no league that can touch uh, what basketball does. Uh, when you talk about an exciting playoff, an NBA Finals, and then uh, leading up to the draft, the draft itself, free agency, and all the player movement. Uh, no league has anything quite like this. Well, you mentioned the draft. Atlanta's a team that has made several moves this offseason, acquiring players for salary, getting draft picks. But one big move they made was trading up to get DeAndre Hunter. The Hawks gave up a lot to get him, a few of those assets, the number 8 pick, 17 pick, and a 2020 first-rounder from Cleveland. What made DeAndre Hunter stick out to the Hawks? What do you think about Hunter's game caught Travis Schlenk's eye? Well, I think most experts felt like he was the best defensive player in the draft last summer. Uh, and certainly if you watched him at Virginia win a national championship, Hunter was a big reason why. Uh, he's a better shooter, perhaps, than you think. But his calling card is defense. And I think Travis recognized that we needed defense on the wings desperately. And I think that was a big part of DeAndre Hunter uh, being so sought after by the Hawks. Now, I think this was the kind of draft where it was the eye of the beholder. Um, there were other teams that had assets, and I don't think they would use them to get the Hunter because he didn't fit their particular team. But the Hawks needed him, and so they moved heaven and earth to get him, and uh, they're very, very happy with what they did. And would you say the defense is what makes Hunter the best fit for the Hawks? Well, I think that's the overriding factor. We were a very poor defensive team last year, uh, down in the bottom third in the NBA. And if the Hawks are to become a winning team, they've got to play much, much better defense. So you, you get a guy like DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, in the draft, and you would think that your defense is automatically going to be considerably better uh, just because you got two long-armed athletic wings that can defend. And I think they'll get a ton of playing time right away. So you'll see both guys out there, and uh, Hunter can, and I guess Cam can too for that matter, play multiple positions. And so... Lloyd has the option of putting DeAndre uh, on a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, wherever he needs that good defense. I've seen in some draft profiles on Hunter that he's a player that can guard the opposing team's best player. Do you think as a rookie he can be in that role for Atlanta? I think he's going to have to be. Uh, when you take a look at our roster and the youth movement that's underway, the best way to get his feet wet and get him acclimated to the NBA is to do just what you're saying, and that's put him on the, the opposition's best player. But that's nothing unusual for Hunter. He did that at Virginia for the 
years. So his reputation as a defender is well earned. Well, for the Atlanta Hawks, they got Cam Reddish at number 10 overall, a pick that came in the Luka Doncic trade. What kind of value do you think the Hawks got there in Reddish? Was it a great value pick there to get him at 10? Well, I think it's just a great pick, period. Uh, I don't think this is the kind of draft that, you know, you just go by where guys were drafted and, and tried to relate it to other drafts or what a perceived value of a pick is. Uh, this was the kind of draft where you just kind of go get the guys that you think will fit best on your team. And Camp certainly fills the bill for that. Uh, he's a uh, terrific offensive player. You know, growing up, he was a point guard and played more with the ball in his hands than he did last year at Duke. But I think he's got plenty of upside, good shooter, uh, again, a rangy athlete that can uh, really play the two or the three, just be out there on that wing. And he can also handle the basketball for you. So I think the Hawks have a multi-talented young man that they'll bring along slowly but surely, and Cam's going to have a big impact in his rookie year. Well, now, after the draft... Where do you think the Hawks' young core stands among the other young teams in the league? Is it right there at the top in that top tier? I think so. I mean, this is a very young basketball team. The, the top five players that you mentioned of this youth movement, no one has yet turned 22. So that's very, very young for the NBA. And it's going to take these guys a while. But once they, once they get the hang of it, once they become full-fledged NBA players, uh, the sky's the limit. I think most people around the NBA – are looking at the Hawks, not right today, but down the road, they're going to be very good for a very long time with this young core. Now, earlier in the interview, you mentioned Coach Lloyd Pierce. A lot of people have been happy with what he's done in Atlanta in his first year. Why is Coach Pierce so well-liked among players, media, and the fans? Well, he's a wonderful human being, number one. I think, number two, he's got a temperament that fits in with a growing team that's trying to put the pieces together. He went through it in Philadelphia, so he knows what steps are. But I think uh, Lloyd just has a wonderful background in player development. And I think when players understand that your coaches have your best interests at heart and want to make you better, uh, he becomes a very popular coach. And I think Lloyd uh, is, has done just that. I think that uh, his first year went extremely well. And it'll only get better as these guys get older. Uh, and I think Lloyd will be the first one to tell you that if, they're, if we're going to get better, then we have got to play better defense. And I saw that the Hawks announced that they were the number one game experience in the NBA. I wanted to get your thoughts on State Farm Arena after the $200 million renovation. What change or what new aspect did you like most about the arena after the renovation that helped make it such a great experience? Oh, gosh, what's not to like? I mean, it was uh, one of the most amazing arena transformations ever uh, around the world, not just in the NBA or not just in Atlanta. Uh, it's so fan-friendly for every level of investment that you'd like to make. If you just want to come in, buy a ticket, watch the game, you could probably eat everything on the, uh, on the menu for less than $20 uh, and eat all night. Uh, I think that if you want the experience of, of sitting courtside or being in a in one of the clubs, uh, that's available too. I think the in-game entertainment was second to none. There was just no 
part of the rebuild of that arena that they left out. I mean, the fans come first, and they their food was better, the drinks were better, the seating was better, the entertainment was better, the scoreboards are unbelievable. Uh, just a great, great fan experience. Awesome. Mr. Rathbun, that's all the questions I had. Thank you so much for your time and for joining me on the show. Uh, you are welcome, and happy to talk Hawks basketball with you at any time. Thank you for tuning in to my interview with Bob. I've got a couple of takeaways from the show. First off, DeAndre Hunter is going to make an immediate impact for the Hawks. First off, defensively, I think offensively, maybe a bit of an adjustment for him. If he struggles anywhere, that would probably be where it is. But I think he'll come along. I think Trey Young will help get him good shots, as he is known for being a great three-point shooter. Or maybe not great, but at least a very good one. So for Hunter, I think his role immediately is to come and defend the other team's best player, as Bob said. Now for Cam Reddish, I think he's an incredible pick at number 10. Great value. Bob said, well, maybe not great value, just a great overall pick. I think it's both, and I, I think that that's not too far off of what he was saying. For Reddish, his shooting numbers weren't as great as I would have expected at Duke after looking at his high school scouting report, but I think coming to Atlanta will be good for him not playing with Zion and RJ, who both really dominated the ball at Duke. So I think for Cam, he's a pretty good fit here in Atlanta. And I think that the Hawks have a high ceiling heading into next year and high in terms of them being a young team. I think their young core is right up there with the New Orleans Pelicans of the world after the Anthony Davis trade and some of the other moves they've made. But I think for Atlanta, their ceiling is probably a 7 or 8 seed. I think their floor is 9-10, at worst finishing 11th in the East. I'm not sure that they're a lottery team this year. I think the Hawks are going to be in the playoffs. I think that the rebuild in terms of losing lots of games and not having a shot at the end of the season to be in the postseason, I think all that is over. I think we had our two-year period where you get Trey Young and Kevin Herter in one draft, then you get DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish in another draft, you add that to John Collins, Jabari Parker. You've also got the second-round pick, Bruno Fernando, who I really like after watching in the Summer League. So looking at all of that, the Hawks have a good core. They can put it together, especially with Coach Lloyd Pierce, who we talked about. That's another one of my takeaways. Coach Pierce is really the real deal. He's here to stay, and the high praise he got from Bob is just more evidence of what I think most of us probably already knew. So with that, my final conclusion, the Hawks are going to be a fun team to watch and a fun team to follow because they've got what Atlanta teams in the past really haven't had. They have young stars. They have Trey, they have John, among others. I mean, maybe DeAndre and Cam could be stars too. Because I remember the Hawks always were lacking for star power. They had Joe Johnson, they had Dwight Howard, but they didn't have that young star franchise player that came up with Atlanta and was the face of the franchise for a long time. And I think this team has a shot to have at least one of those guys, probably being Trey Young, if not multiple. So I'll definitely be keeping a close eye, closer especially than I have in the past couple of years, on the Atlanta Hawks and their development and how they're progressing. And obviously a great way to do that is to listen to Bob call the games on TV. So thank you for tuning into the Birds and Braves podcast. 
I appreciate your support. Please be sure to follow the podcast on social media at Birds Braves Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And I will see you back soon with some more shows. We've got a couple of interesting interviews lined up, and I can't wait to bring them to you. 